Hello humans, welcome to the Awkward Tale at Work podcast. I am your host, Emery. First of all, thank you so, so much for pressing play on this episode. I promise you, you will learn something new about yourself. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of people who pursue a passion career across all walks of life. Hopefully by sharing a story, it can encourage you to really go for that job and that lifestyle you really want. Head over to my website, awkwardturtlepod.page to see who else has been on the podcast. And now, this is the Awkward Turtle at work. Well, hello humans. Welcome back to another episode of Awkward Solo at Work with me, your host, Emery. Today's episode is going to be a special one because it's just with me, myself and I. And this is also going to be the last pod of the year. Well, if I'm honest, it's really partly because I haven't managed my time well enough, but here we are. That's just podcasting for you. It is that time of year where everyone's rushing around, preparing for Christmas, planning things with your loved ones. Have a bit of a downtime to really enjoy the holidays and have a look back on this insane year. Is it just me or do you also feel like 2021 and 2020 has pretty much been the same year? And when I was prepping for this podcast, I found it so hard to differentiate this year and last year. I really had to look back on my calendar to really kind of look like, uh, remind myself what actually happened. Now, not to burst my own trumpet or anything, but I really want to say I really had had this insanely fantastic year. I really thought 2020 was a bit of a, a good year for me. Uh, it was a bit of a breakthrough for a lot of things. And the work I did in 2020 was really started to reflect in 2021, which is just, I guess, what I planned for, but still amazes me to this day. So, as you can see from the title of the episode today, um, and in case I haven't mentioned it enough times, or you didn't know, it's kind of impossible because, again, it is on the title of the the podcast, but I feel like I've been talking about this for forever, and I feel like I kind of talk about it as as, uh, uh, every opportunity I get, so I do apologise, but here we are again, I'm going to be talking about it again because I am... This is something that I, I, I never really kind of even thought about doing. Um, and here I am. I've been then done that. So I recently became a TEDx speaker, which is just insane to even say that out loud. You know, I was on stage on the uh, at TEDx City University um, just a few weeks ago on 27th of November. It was just a very freakish, dreamlike, surreal, fun, but very scary experience. But... Before I get into that, I want to also quickly mention all these amazing opportunities that I had throughout the year and really kind of thank everyone um, for the support and thank everyone who wanted to to speak to me and and was interested in my work. So I had a quick look back and and the 26th of March was the first trailer of this podcast released. Isn't that mad? I feel like this podcast has been a part of my life forever now, but it really only started March this year. It's not even been a year yet on this podcast, on this amazing Awkward Tell at Work podcast. I've had all these wonderful guests on it since, and I had J. Lou, I had Aidan Downing, I had Mooney, the Olympian, I had Sophia, and of course I had the podcasting queen herself, Regina Largo, was a guest on the show. If you only recently discovered this podcast and, and the work that I do, please, please, please go back and check out the previous episodes that I just mentioned, because they were my absolute golds. I won't be listening back anytime soon because I still find it cringy AF, 
But if you do, do let me know how much you notice my interview style has changed over the 28 episodes. Because I've been told it's been a big change uh, and, and, and it's good to hear because that means I'm, I'm learning more and I'm, I'm even growing more about how to be a host and how to podcast. And speaking about podcasting, uh, I've also been on the other side of the chair table um, where I've been a guest on other podcasts. Um, I was on What Kind of Asian Are You, hosted by Kyle, um, who I actually have, we just actually recorded a second episode um, uh, very recently, so that will also be coming out to you very soon. Um, I was also on Hasha Impact uh, on, by Regina, and I was in the changing room uh, with Sissy, and uh, there's actually a few more that I've just recorded recently that's going to come out across the next couple of weeks as well, so do stay tuned for those. Aside from podcasting, uh, I find myself kind of becoming a speaker. Um, I still find it so weird that I, I, I get asked to speak. Like, really? Like, you, you want me? Like, are you, are you sure you want me to speak? Um, so the, the very beginning of this was when I was on Shout Out that was organised by Lighthouse Media. That was my first ever time being on a panel um, as like an actual speaker. Uh, which was insane. And then it led me going on to the radio, Hong Kong radio, twice. I've had an article on Honeycomber and, and also the Beat Asia, which is just another amazing thing that I never really thought that that would even happen. And then to top up everything, I was working with the Thailand Tourism Board in Hong Kong and somehow, still don't know how, but somehow I bagged this amazing trip to Koh Samui. And I have to say, experiencing COVID travel is a life experience in itself. Thailand obviously was amazing. I got to experience this fantastic kind of great hospitality. Um, and, you know, also a bit of kind of bittersweet because, you know, seeing a place or knowing a place that usually is so packed with tourists um, and, and it was just empty and it was dead. Um, it was just... Nice, but at times a bit kind of surreal and weird kind of, you know, being there as well. So I was really you know, grateful for that experience. And um, I really hope, you know, kind of from speaking to locals, I really hope the tourism really will kind of pick back up uh, very soon because Thailand, obviously, there's actually a lot of countries as well, but especially Thailand really relies on that uh, a lot. And I can't even begin to understand how much they've been hit because of the COVID situation. But for myself, Thailand, not only because it was a great experience itself, it was also a big turning point for me um, in my next coming up project. Because dun dun dun, that was the first time I was ever put in touch with the TEDx City University organisers. And it was just like... A bonus to the trip, you know, it was a it was a start of a conversation. Um, I remember I had to submit like a bio and, and kind of some context into what that I do, and um, so I sent them my, my my bio and this kind of like one page that I usually have, and you know my my podcast stuff, and I didn't hear back for I think about maybe two months. And um, at that point, I was kind of thinking like, oh, maybe I didn't probably get it. Um, after all, no, I've only been doing this for a few months or so. Um, maybe it's a bit too early for a TED Talk, which is fine, which is great. No hard feelings. And, you know, I didn't really expect um, to get anywhere. It's, it's more kind of just put my name out there and, and see what happens, you know, because you never know. Um, but little did I know, they were actually using that two months to basically cyberstalk me or I guess research uh, on my work and really kind of see if what I'm passionate about, my topics um, are aligned in with their theme or what they want to be doing in, in their TEDx. 
So more of the story is that at the time of putting into the work, even though you think no one's going to see it, no one's going to care, it's not going to go viral, so what's the point? You just never know where things is going to lead you. You will never know who's following your work. You will never know who is watching you. It's just so important that I've learned this, that to create the content you want to create, not create the content because you want people to notice you. It's just not how it works. If you have a genuine belief and enjoy what you do um, with your content, um, I think all those somehow who share the same value will somehow find you and they will gravitate towards your work and they will follow. Can you just even imagine if I just stopped doing a podcast because I was not gaining anything from it? Because I, I easily can. I easily could have just said, no, not doing it anymore. The numbers aren't huge. Uh, I'm not really getting paid for this. I'm just going to sack this off and then not do this. If I did that, I would never have met all these amazing humans on the show and got somehow kind of got these amazing connections as well. And I guess, you know, help them to spread their story. Not that this is, again, not, this is not a huge platform, but I think, you know, um, as cheesy as it sounds, only, you know, if, if you help one person, I think that's, that's all the, all the, all the, all the, um, the, the best result that, that ever can be. Um, I think the whole thing is about obviously helping people. Of course, it's great to get an you know, additional kind of return from it, but I think first and foremost about what this podcast is about is really to help other people to kind of, you know, be a bit more encouraged that you know, they can do more. Um, there is so much more you can do and there's so much more we can all do as individuals or as a collective. But anyway, um, but if I didn't do that, I would never be doing a TED Talk, right? So... Again, importance of just putting your head down and just getting the work, kind of just grinding it through because you just never know what's around the corner. Anyway, so um, kind of give everyone a bit of context. I didn't know this before um, doing TEDx, but basically depending on the TED um, TEDx organisers, um, each one is different. My one was at um, the City University, which was 100% sort of run, which is just even cooler every time I think about it. Imagine being 19, 20, 21 and putting on a TED Talk show. Like, if the students from University of uh, City University are listening, again, kudos to you guys. Hats off you to you guys because I would never be able to do that when I was in uni. As um, typically as um, like many events in the world, um, there's always going to be hiccups along the way, last minute changes, all that kind of stuff. And the team, I have to say, they pulled it off fun. Like, they pulled it off amazingly and you would never have known if you didn't kind of you know what behind the scenes you would never have known the stuff that they really had to kind of pull through um in some really 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 last minute um changes so i can't clap too much but it's a little clap for you guys if you're listening um and guys because you know i have never done anything on stage um all the talking stuff you know I've been doing so far has been either obviously behind a mic um, at home uh, on a panel or via Zoom because of COVID. So this whole kind of being on stage by myself um, was a very, very, very foreign thing to me. And it was literally stepping into a whole new world. Um, and the team, I have to say, again, did a great job the way they structured themselves, the way they kind of set it all up. Um, we got assigned like a 
a speaker relation person, like one on one, and um, and we basically kind of had catch ups every week, uh, every other week at the beginning, uh, and more and more frequent kind of running up towards the actual event. Um, and so kind of the the main purpose really is to go through kind of your ideas, your scripts, uh, briefing us on you know what the day is going to be like, um, and I guess the feedback on the message that we want to spread, uh, and just kind of help us out uh, in whatever way that that we need really. So I had about two months to prepare, uh, to prepare the whole thing, uh, kind of since uh, once I got confirmed, it was two months until the, the actual show. Uh, and I would say the first month really was kind of just working on the scripts, which was my favourite thing to do. Um, I love sitting myself down and kind of really think about you know, what it is I want to say. Um, and I just love refining the words as I go along. Um, and I only found out about kind of my interest in writing or, or, or interest in, or what do you call it, writing, but interest in kind of just writing something, um, was when I did my previous podcast with just Awkward Turtle, where, you know, I did a solo thing where I just chat about, you know, shit, really, for about 10 minutes a week, um, and I really enjoy that too. So that was a really exciting part for me, and and my favourite part was writing some jokes to get the audience engaged, and, you know, all I can think about is just kind of, I guess, picturing the crowd when I was writing it, which is just, everything was just great up to this point. Um... And then I realised this is the easy part. This might sound strange, but basically what I've realised is that reading a script and reading a script out loud makes the whole thing sound different. So as I started to practice at the speaking part, actually reading out to me, it was apparent to me that I, I, I was so out of my death here. Like... My pronunciation was poor, I speak way too quickly, the timing is awful, um, and then I started to overanalyze myself, you know, anxiety kicked in, and suddenly everything about the script was just, and myself was just awful, like, I couldn't even say, I, I couldn't even say the opening line, like, right, and, and I would just kind of, you know, shit in my pants, really. Um, and I exhausted all the help I can think of, uh, I watched, I must have watched over, like, a thousand how uh, public speaking one one videos I googled all the tips and advice and being on stage and and I spoke to multiple people who have either coached or have done a TEDx themselves which shout out to Lara who was an immense help uh, in setting up all of these and and without these kind of uh, I guess connections with these people this cause and this conversation with people I don't think I would be able to do half a job that I did um which is not a great job because I don't think I did great, but here we are. <laughs> um, but honestly, you know, we, we, what these experts told me, it wasn't anything I I couldn't read online, if I'm honest. Um, but what I realised that what I was looking for really is actually just someone to encourage me and say, I'll be great. And that self-belief is, is what I was really looking for in this course without realising at the time. So with a month left to go, uh, I typically spent the first two weeks worrying about how shit I was going to sound and was desperate for any external validation that I was able to get. Um, and as soon as I realised that I only had 10 days left, I put my ass into gear. The one good thing about wearing a mask is that I was actually able to read my, my script out loud um, everywhere I was going in Hong Kong. Um, I was rehearsing, waiting for the bus, I was rehearsing, getting to training, I was rehearsing, going to the toilet, waiting for my lunch. You know, I was making use of every single second of that 10 days. And then I had this brilliant idea. I printed out a script. I laminated it and stuck it on my shower. My shower just became my safe space. 
and I was able to properly project my voice and talk as if I was actually on stage. That was a great bit that I, 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 I guess a great tool that I used and, and it gave me a lot of confidence because I was, I was able to really kind of use my voice properly and it was actually very fun just talking about your what you want to talk about in your shower. Um, and before before the actual thing, I had two stage rehearsals before the actual event. One, of course, went horribly wrong. Um, I couldn't remember any of the lines. It was anxiety times a thousand. And having that spotlight on you, which is I've never really had that before, and um, being on stage and whatnot, um, in an empty room, people was watching me, and, you know, um, it was just a very weird thing to get used to. But the second one was which was was a bit better, um, but I was still very, very tense and still being too self-conscious about just being on stage and kind of second-guessing myself, um, which is... Not helpful because there's nothing I can change at that point because it was literally going to be the next day uh, for the actual thing. Um, and then then on the actual day of, of TEDx, uh, I woke up very early for a workout with one of my best mates, um, Coco, which was also on the show before, so do check her out um, if you have time to listen to her episode, to um, really to, to get rid of all the anxiety that I had, all the bad energy and negative thoughts I was having because that's what every single article said online about dealing with anxiety, dealing with public speaking, um, on the day off. So that's what I did. Um, and which was which was great because as soon as I finished my workout I felt exhausted and I there was basically no energy in my head or energy left that I could be worrying about things because I just have no energy left. Um but you know, and then I actually had another couple of hours before um, going to the actual thing, and there was about five speakers on a day, and I was the fourth, meaning that I actually had about three and a half hours in a waiting room before it was my turn to be on stage, even though obviously the thing would start a, a bit earlier, but I was not due on stage in about three and a half hours, which was just torture, <laughs> if, 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 if I'm honest, like, I, 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 again, I, I stretched, um, I, I read all this article online about how to deal with this on a day off, da, 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 and I basically just stretched the entire time, because apparently it's very important to keep your body warm, um, uh, like any other kind of, you know, workouts or any other thing that you want to do, it is kind of like a performance, so you want to make, make sure your, your body is warm and you're loose and you're kind of ready, you're not cold and kind of, you know, stiff, um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, I listen to a lot of different podcasts on public speaking, anxiety, um, and I drank basically, I think, around three bottles of water, and I think I must have peed about ten times in that space, and I, I hope the students don't think I'm, I'm weird, because I just kept stretching and going in and out of the toilets, um, as if I was kind of like having a nervous breakdown, which I was pretty close to it inside my head, um, and then it was time. I was right on before, uh, I was right on right after the halftime performance they had scheduled. And I can remember the MC saying, let's welcome Mr. Emery Fong. And then it was just, I, I, for me, the world just kind of like stood still. And even though I was there waiting on the backstage, as soon as I said Emery Fong, I was like, who's that? Who's that? Like, who are they talking to? Like, who's, who's Emma from? Come on, get on stage. Uh, at this point, I basically, yeah, I had even forgotten my own name. Um, and I just walked across, I just remember walking across the stage very awkwardly um, to that red dot. 
Um, and I can, in, in that space, in that kind of two seconds, I can hear my heart just jumping out of my body, boom, 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 like this, and then my armpits start to sweat. The, and then, yeah, then, and then I had to start, and then the opening, I, th- I remember at that stage I was telling myself, if you get the opening, if you nail the opening in the last, in the, in the first two pages, then you, you'll be fine, because that's where I kind of really get the audience engaged uh, quite early on in my script, so I just kept saying, if you get the beginning right, then, then you'll be great. The opening was great. Um, the jokes that I had written landed, and I think the engagement was good. And but as soon as I, uh, as soon as I remember that I was on stage, my entire body would freeze. As soon as I got over that line, that I was like, oh, if I get through these two pages, then it should be fine. As soon as I got to that point, I just froze. And throughout the talk, I remember I froze twice. Um, both times was because my brain was like, oh my God, I'm on stage and it's actually going pretty well. Um, and when I was freezing, I, I, I was just spiraling with so many things. I, I was thinking, I have people watching me. I have people watching me online. Everyone was watching. Everyone was waiting for me to say some words. I don't know, my, I don't know any words right now. And if I pause any longer, I might actually pass out. That was literally what my thought process was. And... I have no idea how I got back on track, but for the rest of the time, I just told myself that I just need to not think about this, go on autopilot, and yeah, and that's why when people ask me, how did it go? I tell them, I honestly don't remember much of it. To this day, I'm still not absolutely sure if I set the right lines. I couldn't be saying anything on that stage. But if you ask me now, I would still love to do it again someday. Maybe not in the immediate future, but I would just love to kind of do it again and see the, the progress I will make, um, not just in terms of the actual day, but I guess the progress I make kind of preparing for it, um, how I was approaching it mentally and how I was, pre- um, just, just how, how I was dealing with it overall. I, I, I would love to think, you know, in a couple of years time, I would be a lot more at peace in terms of my content. I will be a lot more confident kind of just kind of speaking and, and being on stage and all that kind of stuff. So I would love to do it, but just not quite right now. Um, and the feeling afterwards was, was was one of the most amazing kind of feeling I've ever felt. Uh, I can't really put a name to it, to, to, uh, to, to the emotion, but it was just, it was a mix of relief, excitement, proud, but at the same time, still a lot of anxiety lurking around. Did I do that bit right? Did I freeze too long? Did I pronounce it on my words? Did I do this? Did I do that? But what's done is done. Uh, my uh, The absolute best thing was that I had students coming up to me saying that they really, really enjoyed my talk. How they, they mentioned that how some topics I spoke about really kind of made them think. Um, and, you know, it was just how, how it was, they, they said that the, how, how it was just good to hear something a bit different. You know, topics about transgender, especially in Hong Kong, and, you know, topics about career and, and you know, being yourself and how you can actually do that. Um, and, yeah, that's kind of what I basically talked about in my TED Talk. And anyways, if you are still interested in a TED Talk, um, it is recorded and it will be on YouTube hopefully very, very soon. Um, I will, of course, share that around when it's released. Um, again, I don't really think I'm quite ready to watch myself back yet. Um, so please, if you do watch it, you can message me and let me know how I did. So enough about me. Um, this is going to be the last part of the year. Um, I think I've earned myself a little bit of a break. So I'm going to be taking some time off and using this time to really, I guess, to refine my my goals and um, also what this pot is going to go um, and you know where I'm going to take it uh, and you know the different kind of formats and layouts I want to change as well 
So if you have any suggestions or guest recommendations, send them my way. This would massively help me to keep this um, and you know, make the best content I can ever make and obviously make it that everyone is interested to listen as well. So also, whilst you're at it, um, give me a review on Apple Podcast, tag me on Instagram, LinkedIn, sign me, uh, sign up to my newsletter on my website. All of this really is to let people know and Google know to recommend the pod for those people who actually need this kind of content. Um, just a bit of a push, a bit of an encouragement for, to believe in themselves a bit more um, about, you know, um, they can actually just achieve so much more in life than we are led to believe. So that's it for me now. And um, I think I'll probably see some of you around. But if I don't, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Please, please, please take some downtime and enjoy the break that you're going to have. We've all had a bit of a tough year. And yeah, really kind of uh, reset and think about what you want to do next year. And that's what I'll be doing too. So next year will be another great year for every one of us um if we put a mind to it so let's get some rest and let's go again for 2022 strange right um for the very very last time for the year awkward turtle over and out all right episode's over if you've listened to the whole episode i want to know who you are i want to say thank you so please get in touch dm me on instagram at evil94 so i know who to thank if you've enjoyed this episode, I want to know why. Was it a guest? Was it a particular story that spoke to you? Message me, let me know. And if you really like this podcast and you're a regular listener, you can support me by leaving a trillion star review on Apple Podcasts or on my website. Leave me your Instagram handle or your email. I would love to give you a shout out. And finally, finally, make sure to share this podcast to whoever needs to hear this. I would love to reach more people with all these amazing stories. DM me if you ever want to come on yourself and share your story, or if you know someone who make a great guest on the show. You can tag me on Instagram, get in touch with my website. All the details are in the show notes, including where you can find this week's guest. As always, thank you so much for listening. I will see you next week.